You are listening to Ring Chasing Podcast, podcast by Don Garrett. This podcast is about the pregame and postgame thoughts of Sanford Seminole High School's football's quest for a state championship. It was a 51-14 beatdown of Oviedo in their house. After this break, we'll talk a little bit about the game. All right, let's talk about some scoring in this game. It was first score was Luke Rucker, 15-yard pass to Goldie Lawrence for a touchdown, and Goldie ran the two-point conversion to make it 8 to nothing. The next score, Luke Rucker pass to Michael Key, and the two-point conversion was a Goldie Lawrence pass to Anthony Dunn to make it 16 to nothing. The next score was Dante Wax five yard run. The two point fit try failed to make it twenty two to nothing. The next score came on special teams when the Oviedo punt snap went over their head into the end zone, and Anthony Dunn Jr. recovered it in the end zone. And the Goldie Lawrence pass to Cam Moore made the conversion, and the score was 30 to nothing. The next score was the Carson Sequeiros Lasky 72 yard touchdown pass to Goldie Lawrence, and Kale Tomlin with the extra point kick made it 37 to nothing. And it was 37 to 7 going into the half. Next score was a Luke Rucker pass to Michael Key for 18-yard touchdown. And the Kale Tomlin kick made it 44-7. The next and final score was a Tyrone Williams Jr. 23-yard touchdown run and Kale Tomlin kick to make it 51-14. And that's how the game would end. It was a great night on the offensive side of the ball. The offense started quick and fast and kept it going all night. There's one thing I kept saying on the pre-games and uh, after some of the post-games when we're going to all our weapons, there's not a team out there that's going to be able to stop us. And tonight just showed that. So I got to give props to the coaching staff and OC coach Woody Cox for the play calling. It was on point and it kept Oviedo's defense off balance all night it goes to show what i've said in previous podcasts that when we don't force things and we utilize all our weapons there's not a team out there that can hang with us so gotta give props to the coaching staff for putting in a great game plan and for the players to execute it flawlessly uh anyone looking at this tape tonight's gonna see how good of a team we have So let's talk about the quarterback play. So Luke Rucker had three touchdown passes of 15 yards, 22 yards, and 18 yards. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about two throws that he made that shows the type of quarterback he is. And the first one is not even a touchdown pass. It was a long gain, and it was a pass that he threw to Michael Key. So if you go back to watch that, uh, Luke threw it in a place where only Michael could get it, and Michael was in the middle of two 
defenders. So that shows uh, Luke's touch where he was able to get that pass in between the two defenders where only Michael Key could grab it. And that was a great catch by Michael Key too. But we'll highlight that during when we talk about the receivers. But uh, that's a big one that shows his touch. And in the touchdown pass he threw to Michael Key, if you go back and watch that one, uh, it shows uh, his awareness in the pocket. And sometimes quarterbacks can just feel things in the pocket when the pressure's coming to them and in instincts they have uh, to get out of that pressure. So in this one, Luke did a little sidestep to get out of the pressure and then he was able to throw the pass to Michael Key for the touchdown. So that's another thing that shows uh, his awareness in the pocket. And uh, there's quarterbacks that are just aware of the pocket and they're comfortable in the pocket. And that's what I see from Luke. So uh, that's one of his big strengths is awareness in the pocket. And there was another pass from Luke and it wasn't a touchdown pass, but uh, I want to talk about it too because and I know I said two, but I'm getting into three uh, going through my Twitter notes that uh, when I tweeted the game, so I just stumbled across this one too is there was a throw that Luke made when there was two defenders in his face and he got it out to Goldie. So when you're talking about our quarterbacks and when you're talking about the quarterbacks in general, the strengths of each of our quarterbacks are different. So when you're talking about Luke, what I think of Luke is his his pocket presence is outstanding and his gun for an arm is outstanding. So I put him in like the Tom Brady character. Uh, category of quarterbacks so uh, he's a great quarterback and from Carson Sequeiros Lasky is a great up-and-coming quarterback the sophomore had a great pass to Goldie Lawrence and Goldie was able to bring it to the house uh, that pass was a 75 yard touchdown pass so Carson had some other throws that was good too there was one that uh, he was moving to his right and the defender was on his tail and he just put the jets on and he was able to get away for the defender to get up some yards uh, for the first down. So it's great to have two uh, great quarterbacks and uh, it's a good problem to have for this offense. And uh, both quarterbacks had an excellent game. Okay, let's talk about the receivers. So Goldie Lawrence, of course, he's been a machine all year. He's had some great plays all year in this game. Uh, it was also the same. He had six receptions for 119 yards, two touchdowns, and he ran in and he had three two-point conversions. So he put a lot of points on the board and a couple of his uh, receptions were great. Just to highlight a few, so the touchdown pass from Carson to Goldie, uh, what you'll notice if you look at that one is when he caught the pass, Oviedo had him in uh, by his shirt and they were going to tackle him and they had a hold on him so he broke off of that and then he outran him and ran down the field. So he showed that he could catch the ball he could get away from the defender and his speed all in that play. And the second one I want to highlight from Goldie is there was, and it wasn't a touchdown pass, it was a 60-yard gain if I remember right. And it was a pass from Luke uh, to Goldie. And there was two defenders that when Goldie caught it 
was uh, going to get him. But he was able to get by the two defenders, and then he took it uh, to the sideline and went 60 yards to get a first down. So uh, Goldie continues to show that uh, he can get away from the defenders. So uh, he had a great game. And with Goldie, what you'll notice, one of his big strengths is yards after catch. Uh, when he catches the ball, the play's not over. So more than likely, when he catches that ball, he's going to be breaking through uh, the defenders. So with Goldie, one of his big strengths is yards after catch. And next for the receivers, Michael Key. And I'm big on Michael Key. Watching him uh, even more, uh, I like what he's doing. So I watched him in the 7-on-7 seven seven during the summer. Uh, and then in his this season, and uh, I like him more and more. So what uh, he had was two touchdowns in this game, and uh, it was a 22-yard and an 18-yard pass for touchdowns. So one the first touchdown that he had, one of the big things is he caught the ball, and he was on his way to the end zone, and uh, he knew that they were going to be on him. So he dove for the pylon and he got it in. So that was a good play there. Uh, the other one is uh, it wasn't even a touchdown. It was a pass. I think it was maybe a 50-yard or 40-yard pass within that range. And uh, he high-pointed the ball and went up between two receivers and caught the ball. So the big things I see from Michael Key are uh he's tough to tackle once he has the ball and in his hands and also he's able to go above receivers and he's done it in other games too so uh, i really like uh michael key as a receiver and i'm glad this game we're starting to branch out and get all our weapons involved so that was a good thing so now on the running backs and first we'll talk about dante whack because he continues to punish defenders when they try to tackle him uh, the thing I like about Dante is he runs with power, uh, but he can also turn on the speed. So in this game, he had a five-yard run for a touchdown. Uh, but there was another run that I want to highlight uh, that I liked on it. And basically what had happened is he had gone through the line, and uh, one guy tried to tackle him. He he made that guy miss, and then he was coming to two defenders, and he kind of split both defenders when he put his head down. Uh, and they tried to tackle him, and uh, they got the worst of that. But he made it past that level, too. And then there was another defender that thought they were going to just put their arm out and just grab him and pull him down, but uh, they found out that that wasn't going to happen. So on that, he had a good uh, 45 run, uh, run for uh, first down. So uh, Dante continues uh, to beat do well during uh, this game. So he had a great game. And in this as well, uh, Tyrone Williams Jr. had a 23-yard touchdown run. And uh, he dragged like four or five Oviedo uh, tacklers with him. So on this one, he broke about five tackles to get into the end zone. So if you wa watch that one back, that's a great run too. Tyrone Williams Jr., 
uh, seems that all our running backs uh, are great. So what's going to happen is uh, we get keep getting fresh running backs in there and defenses, uh, we tire them down. So Tyrone Williams Jr. also had a great game. And in this game, Trey Clark also carried the ball. And uh, remember, looking at his runs, uh, there was one run when he came up the middle, he cut to the left, and then two defenders tried to get him, and he dragged him for more yards. Uh, and then the next run he had also, there was three defenders that he shook off. And uh, the other run that I want to highlight with him, too, because... This shows his balance, and it's a big thing for running backs for balance. So he got the ball, and he kind of stumbled, but he was able to stay up. And then he cut, and he was able to get more yards. So he got a first down out of that. But the biggest thing from that was after he stumbled, it showed his balance where he could stay up. Now, uh, there was uh, the last run from him that I wanted to kind of highlight, and this was uh, because it... I've talked about his balance uh, and his vision from being able to cut, which is great. But uh, this shows his power, and it's his uh, very last run that I think that he did. And he was going to the sideline, and the defender was coming up facing him, going to make the tackle. And as he was going to the sideline, he hit the defender, and the f defender goes back five feet into the sideline, and he was able to stand up uh, out, running out of bounds uh, and he didn't get hit. So that shows how he can deliver punishment too. Now, one thing I want to thank everyone for, when you post your highlights, uh, I can go back and I can remember the specific uh, plays that you made. So most of this I'm um, going from memory or from what I tweeted. But if you share your highlights and I can kind of see, uh, remember what you're doing. So thanks to everyone who's doing that. So the running game was on point, and it just shows that the balance of the offense. So when we have a balanced offense, uh, there's no team, I don't think, that's going to stop us. So the running game was on point as well. And when the running game's on point, you always got to go to the offensive line because they're doing a good job. And uh, I feel bad because a lot of times the offensive line don't get the credit. But uh, what I'm going to do with the offensive line is I'm just going to do a special cat podcast for the offensive line and just break down each offensive lineman and their skills and stuff like that on another podcast but uh the offensive line had a great game and uh, there's no running game and there's no passing game without the offensive line so you got to give them props too so now we get to the defense and the defense has been playing lights out all season and in this game the defense only gave up seven points and, uh, yeah, I know everybody says, no, the score is 14. But, you know, on this podcast, what don't we count? We don't count garbage time touchdowns. Uh, everyone knows who listens to my podcast how I feel about garbage time touchdown. They inflate the other team's stats. And uh, a lot of times in closer games, they make the games look closer than they are. So we don't give no love to... Uh, garbage time touchdowns so the defense did a great job tonight so one thing about playing in Oviedo and I don't know if it's just my perception of it or what but 
when you're playing in Oviedo, it seems like you're closer to the field when you're watching the game. So a lot of the hits, you can hear the sound and you can see how fast the defense was flying around making hits. In this game, the defense was on fire. So that's one thing about being in Oviedo that I always like. So the hit of the night. So it came down to a few couple of hits, but... Uh, and in the running, uh, the referee was one of them. But since he just stood there and uh, didn't uh, make a hit, can't give it to him. But I had to give it to Antonio Simpson because that hit, uh, not only did it just crumple the receiver, but it was textbook. Uh, and you could hear it from the stands. So Antonio Simpson had the hit of the night and uh that was a great hit cam moore also had a great hit he continues to fly around making plays uh and shows why ucf uh he chose ucf to go uh it was a great hit where he uh, stopped the running back in his tracks and just picked him up and just slammed him down on the thing but it was a textbook tackle from uh the linebacker spot. The Quan Butler, Lucas Fonseca from the linebacker spot had a great game. The defensive front had a good night. Uh, Charles Green, Preston Watson, Anthony Dunn Jr. And Anthony Dunn Jr., I should also mention, in special teams had a, that touchdown. So he had a great game. Uh, so the defense overall had a great game. And the secondary continues to not allow much passing yards. Uh, in this game, there was an interception. The interception was from Jakari Henderson. And that was a key turnover in the game. So the secondary was locked down again tonight. So it was a great game on all sides of the ball. And uh, these are one of those games where... Uh, on the podcast, I won't have any uh, negatives on it because uh, overall it was a great game. So we're going to look to next week. So we look forward to next week, and next week is a big game, probably one of the biggest games of the year uh, just because of the implica implications of it. It's going to be at home against Fake Mary, and this could be the decider of the district. So uh, I'll have it's going to be uh, packed, so what I would say is get your tickets early and arrive early because I feel the stadium's going to be packed. On Thursday, I'll have my pre-game pod podcast where uh, we're going to talk in detail about Fake Mary, but uh, this is all I have for the post game and i want to thank everyone for listening and if you can please share <laughs>